Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy! The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Friday, TGIF. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio. In this hour, a great friend of ours and the show, uh, mine personally and professionally, and somebody who knows this stuff, always a pleasure to have him with us. But keep in mind, even though I'm chatting with somebody, you can chat with them too. You might have a comment. You may agree or disagree with them. You might have a question you feel they can answer. Pick up the phone and join us on this Friday, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Opinion editor of Newsweek magazine, author, newest book, the Sphinx, Franklin Roosevelt, The Isolationist, and The Road to World War II. You can get it at www.norton.com forward slash books and amazon.com. Nicholas Wapshot is in the house. Hey, Nicholas, I've missed you, buddy. Good to have you on. It's been a while, hasn't it? I know. I know. Well, I hope you're not cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicholas, It. we could not ask for in our respective jobs as members of the media, journalists, uh, those who opine, we couldn't ask for more stuff, and it's just coming at us so uh, so fast. So uh, let's just bring everyone a bit up to date. Um, the president has tweeted and threatening a private citizen now, former FBI director James Comey, uh, with regard to perhaps... Uh, inference and allegations of taped discussions. Today at the press conference, Sean Spicer pretty much pled the fifth with regard and said the president does have anything further to say so that people understand, is it allowed or typical for the Oval Office to tape record conversations the president has with anybody he's sitting with, including at the time the director of, of the FBI, who has an ongoing investigation into that president's uh, campaign uh, with regard to uh, Russia, ties, the election, and so forth? Uh, well, of course, uh, Richard Nixon taped everything, we know, uh, which is 
gave us, retrospectively anyway, all the evidence we need that actually he was, first of all, not a very nice man, but also that he got up to all sorts of uh, illegal, partially legal tricks when he was president, which he shouldn't have done. Uh, Lyndon Johnson, by the way, uh, recorded every single thing for posterity. So we've also got tapes of everything that Lyndon Johnson did. Uh, it would be surprising in a way if Trump didn't tape everything because he doesn't seem to have note takers at any of the important meetings that he has. He has Ivanka uh, standing by. He has sometimes Jared standing by. But he actually has uh, important meetings with important people, and nobody's actually taking a record of it. And just in terms of good practice, all presidents should keep an account of everything they say or do, because it'll come around and bite them if they don't. Uh, in this case, uh, of course, uh, whether Comey knew that he was being taped or not, uh, it'll be very interesting to hear the full transcripts of those tapes and actually hear whether, after all, we've got three incidents, I think, that the president says that he was told by Comey that he was off the hook, that he wasn't being investigated. Uh, in itself, by the way, that would be almost a, a, an illegal offense by the FBI director, who should never have commented on the Hillary emails and should never comment to anybody, let alone the subject of an investigation, whether or not they're being investigated. But there were three instances. There was one over dinner. Presumably that's what they've recorded, uh, though it would be rather weird. I mean, reporters are used to putting their cell phones on a table and leaving them on, uh, recording everything, because that's the way that you, uh, you know, keep up with conversations. But there are also two telephone calls. So there are three instances in which Comey is meant to have said to Trump, you are not being investigated. Uh, that would be three uh, breaches of protocol for which alone the FBI director should have been fired. Uh, but in this instance, it'll be very interesting because Friends of Comey, which, uh, as we all know in our business, means Comey, uh, has hotly denied that he said uh, those things to Trump uh, because for whatever, whether we like him or not, and uh, both sides have their list of reasons why Comey has not behaved very well in the last year. Uh, certainly, I think the Clinton camp thinks that. They think that he's responsible for Mr. Trump being in the Oval Office altogether, had Comey not intervened. Uh, the fact is that he is an honest, sort of upright, I mean, almost tediously upright sort of guy. And uh, so if, if it came to a known liar or it came to Comey, over something like, did you say something? I would trust Comey every time. Um, that it, yes, it does. So, you know, Democrats wanted him fired, you know, when just 11 days uh, before the election, he came out with his revelations regarding the investigation uh, into the emails, didn't mention anything, even though it had already started with uh, regard to the Trump campaign and Russia and ties. And some would say when you look at the nearly three percentage point drop within 24 hours of that announcement, that that could have cost Hillary the election. Certainly Hillary does uh, believe that herself, that, that those things changed on that late fateful, if you will, day uh, in October. So, you know, you go to Washington, Nicholas, you know this. There are no there's no love loss left or right for Comey. The problem here is the timing of this remarks the president has made with regard to this investigation, just wanting it over with. There's nothing there. Uh, things that he said in the Lester Holt interview. I have heard the phrase obstruction of justice um, going around and not just from people on the left who really want this to come down. I certainly want this president to be impeached or to resign. We'll get to that in a moment. But Maxine Waters even said on MSNBC um, that he could be charged with obstruction of justice. Is that a reach or is that true? Because it would seem that he has, whether in writing or verbally in that Lester Holt interview, um, you know, has alleged that he got rid of Comey 
because of the, you know, the Russian investigation, which is an ongoing investigation. And as commander in chief, he would be hampering that investigation, which is obstruction of justice, which is an impeachable offense. Yeah, you'd imagine that it was obstruction of justice. If it's true that the fundamental reason that he got rid of Comey was to stop him investigating the links between his campaign and Russia. And by the way, there's no doubt about that. The, uh, Trump last night uh, on the Left Holt interview seems to be under the illusion that there still needed to be proof that Russia even interfered in the election. We know that every single intelligence uh, chief has lined up, 21 of them, lined up to say that it's the truth. Uh, but also, uh, we know that there are specific links between Manafort, uh, his previous campaign manager, who's now sort of been airbrushed out like a sort of old Soviet leader out of the story. Uh, but he certainly received enormous amounts of money from Ukraine. Uh, we know that Flynn uh, spoke about sanctions when he went to the meeting with the Russian ambassador, which he hotly denied. Uh, we know, by the way, that the Russian ambassador was on hand when Lavrov met with Trump this week, even though... Uh, of course, the American press, this is the free press that's riskier, the American press were forbidden to take photographs uh, in, that, uh, in that room at that time. And the White House is now affecting shock and disgust that the Russians dare take a photograph of the very Russian ambassador who Jared Kushner and uh, the late NSA leader Flynn uh, were in cahoots with before the election. Uh, so altogether, the, these ties between uh, Russia and Trump seem uh, pretty established to me. Uh, now, whether they were serious or not is, uh, is another question. Whether actually uh, any sort of real business was done, whether actually they plotted, they colluded with the Russians in order to, uh, after all, what we're talking about is to hack the DNC and then release all the emails. Certainly, in, a, in an election which is so close, almost anything can have been the difference between Hillary winning uh, the Electoral College and uh, Trump winning the Electoral College, as we know. Hillary won the popular vote, so she has the, the sort of moral high ground in a way. But you've got to work with the system, and she lost in the system. But, but as, as any of these things could have been the difference between President Trump and President Clinton twice, I mean, you know, the second, uh, if, if there was any chance that he, uh, he Trump, uh, sacked, fired Comey, in order to try to throw a spanner in the works of the FBI's uh, investigation. And all the timing suggests that that's the case. And all the remarks that he's made suggest that's the case. After all, when Comey was blathering his mouth off in July of last year about Clinton's email, saying what a terrible woman she was about having her own private email server and blah, 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 but he wasn't going to prosecute, that itself was an intervention in the election. Then, he then, shortly before, as you pointed out, he then intervened twice more. He came and said, oh, by the way, there's Huma's emails we haven't looked at uh, that have suddenly come to light. I really ought to tell you. And he said that there were thousands and thousands of emails, which turned out to be not true, by the way. We now discover in a written answer this week. Uh, but then he interviewed, intervened a third time by saying, oh, by the way, we've scanned all those emails, and actually there's nothing in it. So... All of those things could have changed the election. And uh, so uh, there's no doubt that uh, Trump's uh, firing, if he uh, wanted to get rid of Comey, he should have said last July when he was praising Comey to the hilt for having uh, brought up Hillary's emails and uh, helped all of those people chanting, lock her up. Uh, he, he might have said something then. On the contrary, he said that actually Comey was absolutely right to do that. Uh, so he's contradicted himself there. Uh, and... Uh, Heaven knows whether uh, this is 
able to be uh, proved against him, or indeed whether there's anyone in the Justice Department now who, seeing what happens to Comey, seeing what happens when somebody actually stands up against the president, they get fired. If you've got a mortgage, if you're a career politician, sorry, career um, agent in the FBI, uh, what are you going to do? Well, I would argue, being a good press man, that what you do is exactly what happened during Watergate, and that is that everybody locked the door and uh, called up uh, on, a, on a private line or met in a car park with a reporter and spilled the beans. And I think that uh, the agents, the FBI agents know everything there is to know about Trump. They know all about his tax returns. They know every last fidget and twitch that this man has got up to. They know his Russian link. They know the way that he sold on a property in Florida to a Russian, which was way beyond the price that you would normally expect to pay for a property, which effectively is money laundering in anybody's book. They know all of those details. And so I would guess that we're in for a field day. We can just sit back and wait for these agents to dribble to the Washington Post, or I wish they would uh, dribble them to Newsweek. It would be jolly nice. I'm available, by the way. <laughs> you can send the information my way. But the... Uh, there is a, let me just answer one more thing. I don't, I don't think that anyone in the Justice Department is going to uh, actually attempt to pull, pull a case together to prosecute, because what we've seen... Okay, well, hold that thought, because cause you're reading my mind for, 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 for questions with regard to DOJ and Republicans, independent counsel... Um, you know, bipartisan investigation, uh, you know, a special counsel, um, you know, impeachment uh, proceedings, things like that. Lots of stuff to talk about with our buddy and yours. Nicholas Wapshot is in the house, opinion editor at Newsweek, author of The Sphinx, Franklin Roosevelt, The Isolationist and The Road to World War II. This book is available at www.norton.com forward slash books or amazon.com. And uh, go to Newsweek.com to check out all his great writings. Follow him on Twitter at NWAPSHOT. That's N-W-A-P-S-H-O-T-T. Back with him. Back with you if you want to join us. You have comments. There's a lot coming out today. You have questions. Pick up the phone and do so now. 888. A lot of you wait until the end of the hour. Or, you know, you know, and that doesn't work because what happens, you're all on hold and I'll get to you. So if you have something to say or something to ask, call now. 888-6LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Back in a moment. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. We are back. So is he, Nicholas Wapshot, opinion editor of Newsweek, also author of The Sphinx, Franklin Roosevelt, The Isolationist, and The Road to World War II. Uh, Nicholas, thank you for holding welcome back. You had started to talk about uh, the Justice Department. And um, before you uh, continue on with what you said, um, started to say uh, with regard to uh, anything going forward with, you know, charges or things like that, I'm very concerned with the attorney general for a couple of reasons, many reasons, but uh, two of which, aside from the fact he wants to put, you know, more people with mandatory minimums and, you know, you know, load up our jails and not, you know, care about addiction and really send anybody out of the country he doesn't perceive as like a white American. But that aside, uh, Jeff Sessions um, lied under oath um, about having met with Russian, you know, parties in the past and one in, in particular. That alone, that is perjury. And he should not be attorney general heading up, you know, the Department of Justice. Uh, but secondly, he recused himself from all things Trump Russia, if you will. Yet this is a guy who made a recommendation of a director of the FBI 
who was in charge of and heading up the Russian investigation, that's not recusal, and is involved in interviewing the replacement for this individual. Um, This is problematic. I'm not alone in seeing this as problematic. Am I, Nicholas? No, you're absolutely right about it. It's unbelievable to me that someone like Sessions, who counts himself as a lawyer, can be quite so loose when addressing a congressional committee, considering he's just left Congress. Uh, The whole thing is bizarre. The fact that he plainly continued to take part in the the discussions about what to do with Comey and made the recommendation, along with his sidekick Rosenstein, that uh, Comey should be out the door. As he knew that Comey was investigating Russia, you were absolutely right. Of course he should have had nothing to do with touching Comey. That's what recusal means. So here's a guy who, as one of the, what, the principal lawyer in the, in the country, one imagines, who, first of all, lies under oath, as you say, even if it was inadvertent. It's inexcusable to be inadvertent if you're a lawyer. You can't be in a court which is what actually Congress is, is to form a court and, and do those things. And what's more, if you've recused yourself, you, can't, you cannot then resume the old practices of getting involved in issues which you are meant to be one step away from. So I think that actually it's rather easier probably to uh, accuse Sessions of uh, being in breach of uh, the law uh, than it is for Trump himself. Uh, But again, don't expect anybody in the Justice Department. Sessions heads the Justice Department. Nobody in the Justice Department is going to bring a case against Sessions. Uh, And all the Republicans, uh, and they're mostly lawyers, all the Republicans in the Senate and in the House uh, seem to have nothing to say about this. They they uh, they wash their hands of all of this. But we, we should uh, there shouldn't be any surprise, should there, Leslie? We knew that this was going to happen as soon as the Trump bandwagon started trundling down the runway. We knew that if Trump was in charge, he would do all the sorts of things that he is currently doing. He trashed the Republican Party. He trashed all of his uh, rivals. Many of them, uh, we might not agree with them, but they were sort of distinguished people in their own right. Uh, so there was very little attempt for him to do anything normal in those circumstances. And uh, now, as president, lo and behold, he has intimidated the whole of the FBI, the whole of the intelligence community, and the whole of the Justice Department, when he himself, as we all know, is under investigation for uh, having had links through his campaign to Russia. Indeed. We're going we're having... to, uh, uh, Nicholas, hang, that, hang on to that thought. We're going to talk about that. Um, and uh, we're also going to talk about uh, the FBI sitting in the cars talking to journalists. Are we going to have Watergate uh, take, you know, take two and deja vu taking place? And we're going to take your calls. Those of you holding, hang tight. You want to join us. You have a question or comment for Nicholas Wapshot, opinion editor of Newsweek and author of the book, The Sphinx, Franklin Roosevelt, The Isolationist and the Road to World War II. Call us now. 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Follow him on Twitter at nwapshot, N-W-A-P-S-H-O-T-T. Check out his great writings at newsweek.com back after this. We are back. So we see Nicholas Wapshot, opinion editor of Newsweek, author of The Sphinx, Franklin Roosevelt, The Isolationist, and The Road to World War II. Nicholas, let's take some calls uh, before we go into more um, chat 
about uh, not only uh, the Department of Justice, but, you know, going forward, what is likely to happen and not to happen, especially when you have uh, Republicans in control of both chambers of Congress. Uh, Let's go to um, first. Let's go to line two with Paul in Washington. Uh, Paul, good afternoon. Welcome. Question or comment for Nicholas Wapshot. Oh, hi, Leslie. Uh, nice to be on with Nicholas. Um, well, the first thing I wanted to talk about was the um, about Jeff Sessions. It seems to me that uh, I really would trust Richard Nixon to do much better cover-up than, than Donald Trump. Everything seems to be done in afterthought. So he wrote this letter, the supposedly the dismissal letter, and then not realizing until an afterthought that, oh, well, this implicates Sessions as not recusing himself from everything Russia, so then Trump has to tell Lester Holt that, oh, no, I fired him. It was my idea. So sort of disavowing the letter. But then what I get from the, from the interview uh, this week was uh, two things. The first thing that he said he met with Comey, Trump said he met with Comey, and Comey said he'd like to stay on. Well, I don't know why Comey would say that. His, his, no one who has six years left in their term would really say he'd like to stay on. And then I wonder, uh, Trump says, uh, he told me three times, or I asked him three times, uh, am I under investigation? Now, he hasn't even been in office four months. So I, why are you, I would say, if James Comey, if I were him, I would say, why do you ask three dogs humping? Uh, is there something you want to tell me? This just seems much too weird. So it, it seems to me, from that interview, just reading between the lines of Donald Trump, that really Donald Trump has been threatening James Comey from the beginning, threatening his position. And I don't think he was asking him, uh, am I under investigation? He was telling him, I better not be under investigation. That's what I pick out of that. Nicholas? I agree with Paul entirely. I think that actually there is something about Trump's uh, personality altogether, which is intimidatory. I don't think that any engagement with him. It's a transactional thing. He either is threatening you or he's trying to uh, hold, hold you so close and hug you so close that you feel trapped by him. Uh, I don't think that, I mean, this is what happened to Comey. If you remember the famous picture where he was not only when he met him for the first time after becoming president, Comey was warmly greeted by the hand. He was then hugged, too. And, and Trump whispered something, which I guess Comey will leak eventually what exactly he said. But there's no doubt that almost anything that uh, Trump's going to say is going to seem very menacing, because we know that Trump is someone who lashes out at people. Uh, so you're right. Paul, Paul is right. All right. Thank you, Paul. Anything Thanks. else? That's it. Thank you, Leslie. All right. Good talking to you, as always. Let's take another call in uh, Manassas, uh, Virginia, on line three. We go to Ishmael. Ishmael, good afternoon. Question or comment for our guest, Nicholas Wapshot. Yes. Um, thank you so much for taking my call, Leslie. I want to pick up where Paul left. Um, he, he, in the letter, he said he asked him three times whether I'm under investigation. My question to, is that, is it against the law to fire someone who's investigating you? And if Comey come back next week and said, yes, I was investigating Trump. So does that reverse thing? Just can Comey come back and be reinstated? Uh, Nicholas? No, Ishmael, very good question, Ishmael. The, the fact of the matter is that uh, the president is entitled to fire the head of the FBI uh, with or without notice, with or without reason. 
So actually, uh, even though we may suspect the reasons that, uh, that Trump wanted to get rid of Comey, because Comey was indeed investigating, if not him himself, people surrounding him and people responsible for his election victory, uh, the, the fact is that there's nothing Comey can do about it. We, we may not expect either a legal case. There's no legal standing for Comey to sue Trump or to sue the federal government and to get reinstated. That ain't going to happen, I'm afraid. All right. Any, anything else, Ishmael? Question. Yes. Yes. The other question I wanted to know, I think the, uh, the, the, the real issue, I think the FBI had a lead and that transaction of Florida, which you talked about earlier, um, I think they were chasing that lead because that whole transaction was handled by Bank of Cyprus. Okay. The guy who bought the house from um, um, uh, Donald Trump is the largest owner of the Bank of Cyprus. And the second largest owner is Wilbert Ross, who is the current Commerce Secretary. So I think there there were a lot of things that were were, were were mishandled in that case where the the purchaser was not identified and also there was a lot of uh, uh, violation in terms of the overprice which she talked about you know and I think that's the reason why I think they were, they they had to fire um, um, uh, Comey and the last thing I wanted to say Goldstein I mean I don't understand why is his priority is to to uh, uh, find out whether Comey was doing a good job or not or whether he violated any law. His priority is supposed to be the investigation of the whole Trump and situation. You could have dealt with, with Comey later on after the investigation with Russia was dealt dealt with. So I don't understand why Goldstein, that was his number one priority, to find out whether Comey followed the law or anything. He could have done it later on. you know. And I just want Ishmael, you to get your input on that. Ishmael, I think you're absolutely spot on. The, uh, you can add Wilbur Ross, the Treasury Secretary, by the way, to the people who have uh, links to Russia. Uh, and it comes through the Bank of Cyprus. Uh, what we know about the Bank of Cyprus is rather strange. It's, a, it's an aberration because it's in a part, it's in a territory which is Turkish occupied territory. Uh, and it's sort of beyond the reach of uh, regular uh, international law, it seems, because it's notorious for laundering money, particularly laundering Russian money. Uh, so uh, any links with that would, should have raised alarm bells all along the line. If it was just Wilbur Ross, that would have been uh, one thing. But, but you're right. The, uh, the transaction which took place in Florida, where Trump bought a property and then not long afterwards sold it for an, ex- an extraordinarily high figure, which means that Trump suddenly was given effectively cash for something which really wasn't worth what it was worth, that smells to me of... Uh, of laundering of money, and I would guess that the Justice Department and the FBI and so on uh, would have have information on this. But I don't think they'll be able to use it so long as Rosenstein is in charge of the Russia inquiry, uh, nor will they be able to use it. They're going to have to find an FBI director before long, and I can't think that of the dozen or so people whose names are in the frame at the moment that any of them would doesn't have the sort of self-respect to say, I'm not going to be a patsy, I'm not going to be Trump's poodle as the head of the FBI. And by the way, what, what a change the FBI. In the, in the grand old days of J. Edgar Hoover, Everybody was so frightened of J. Edgar Hoover that they dare not fire him. Uh, but now Trump's changed all that. The fact is that uh, Trump has no interest in precedent. He has no interest in protocol. He has no interest in the way that, uh, that the Constitution runs and the way the government runs efficiently. Uh, what he wants to do is to uh, turn, uh, I think, the American uh, 
democracy into a sort of monarchy. That's what we've elected. I mean, the people who voted for Trump have elected. We've now got a family in charge. Uh, What's more, they haven't recused themselves from anything. They are still running the business. Yeah, it's like a dynasty. Ishmael, thank you for your call. Let's go to Eureka, California, line four with Jake. Jake, question or comment for Nicholas? Yeah, this morning, uh, deranged Donald Trump attempted to intimidate and threaten James Comey via Twitter, telling uh, Comey he better not talk to the press, or uh, Trump implied he has recordings of their conversations uh, between him and Comey. Uh, Now, during the Watergate era, it was Alexander Butterfield who, uh, during a congressional testimony, um, revealed the existence of Nixon's taping system in the White House. Trump himself appears to have revealed the existence of a taping system in the White House currently. And when Sean Spicer at the press briefing today was asked about it, Repeatedly, Sean Spicer said he was unaware of any taping system. He did not deny it. So my question is, how do we subpoena the Trump tapes and get them out there for the public to, to hear what's really going on in the White House? Um, that's, uh, that, that's a very, there's so many good questions coming out today here on the program <laughs> online. Nicholas? Oh, what a great question from Eureka, by the way, one of my favorite places. Uh, I saw the Grateful Dead there once, a long time ago, and I still can't remember anything about it, so it worked. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you're absolutely right about uh, this. First of all, if the tape exists, and the suggestion from Trump is that it does exist, then at least the Senate's investigation and the House investigation should immediately try to subpoena that tape, because that would prove whether or not the president did uh, do something which was uh, unconstitutional, which was to interfere in an investigation. Whether it involved him or not is neither here nor there. The fact that it does involve him, or he claims it didn't, but Comey says it does, uh, means that actually he was interfering in an investigation into himself, which is, of course, what the great scandal about uh, the firing of Comey is about in the first place. It would be proof positive. And what's more, they can't really deny it. The fact is that this is a subpoena. We know that Mr. Trump is not taping himself. He, you need technicians. I mean, you can't tape everything that you say and do without other people knowing all about it. And that's how Nixon got tripped up. I think Nixon had almost forgotten that he was being taped the whole time. But it was other people who reminded him, which actually alarmed instantly. It was leaked to uh, reporters so that it, uh, those tapes were made available. They had to be made available. And if you remember, they came out in a huge avalanche and uh, of, of transcribed tapes. This shouldn't take so long. I mean, how long can a dinner take uh, between Comey and Trump? And then there are two telephone calls. Uh, one, Trump's a bit vague about this, but he says that he phoned Comey. And the other one, he said Comey phoned him. Well, the FBI also will have tapes. I, I don't believe for a minute that the, the head of the FBI doesn't either receive a call from the president or make a call to the president without those being taped. So in which case, the FBI has the evidence, and it's, uh, the, uh, it's up to Let's see how brave those uh, senators and those House members are. Are they more interested in themselves? Are they more interested in maintaining Trump in office? Or are they interested in the truth and getting to what is a conspiracy, it seems, at the heart of uh, the American government? Okay, thank you, Jake. Let's go to Reggie, Line 5, Decatur, Georgia. Reggie, uh, quickly, question or comment for Nicholas. Well, it lends the whole challenge him on those questions, with those questions, and if so, why did he, he press him more on that? And isn't threatening people illegal, not only wrong, but illegal? He's giving out Twitter, Twitter threats to James Coleman, who he just fired two days ago. Yeah, it's true. But, of course, it's not illegal to uh, threaten him in the way that he threatened him. 
But it's, I mean, it's untoward. I mean, what sort of uh, euphemistic word can I find when someone with, I mean, he's the most powerful man in the world, Trump. And if he even gives you a sort of glance, which is uh, uh, aggressive, uh, then you can feel threatened by him. He can, he can unpick your life if he wants to. He could unpick all of our lives if he wanted to. And uh, it's a frightening prospect because here, for once, is a president who will not tame his inner instincts, his bestial instincts, for actually being horrible to people. He is such a narcissist, such a selfish guy, that if he doesn't uh, agree with you, he thinks that you ought to be disposed of in some way. I, this is a very frightening position that we've reached in the United States. And, and don't just take my word for it. There are thousands of people who think exactly the same thing, who know more about government than I do, who know more about the Constitution than I do. But it's a frightening thing when you have a man with no self-control who is able to uh, even attacks former members of uh, the, uh, you know, now a, a civilian, a former head of the, of the FBI, and he still threatens him through a tweet. It's disgusting. And it will provide, by the way, the motive for all of those people loyal to Comey. And as far as we know, notwithstanding uh, uh, the wretched Ms. Huckabee Sanders' remarks, the, there's no doubt at all uh, that uh, it, it will be uh, something which will come out in the wash. We, we'll find out exactly when, uh, what went on, because the, the federal agents who remain loyal to Comey, who think that he was an upright sort of guy trying to do a decently honest job, uh, will find ways of getting information that Trump doesn't want out about him. That's the weird thing. I don't, just in terms of survival, I'm not sure why Trump has picked a fight with the very people who know every last dirty secret about Trump's personal life, what happened in uh, Russia, uh, whether he was photographed, as the dirty dossier suggests, all of his financial transactions, all of his family's transactions. The, the feds know everything. And so they're very bad people to pick on. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't dream of offending a federal agent. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth my while. I'd have to go live somewhere else, go and live in Alaska under uh, well, well, an assumed uh, name. <laughs> Nicholas, uh, so much. Thank you, uh, Reggie. So, mu so much more uh, to talk about. Um, we heard from um, McCabe, who said, "You quote," um, and 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 this was yesterday. He said the Russia inquiry was highly significant, and that Comey's firing would not impede the FBI's work, the agency's work. Um, completely contradicting um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was stepping in for Sean Spicer yesterday at the press conference. Uh, Sanders said they want the conclusion to this to come quickly. Uh, very quickly, uh, you know, uh, due to time. We just have a couple of minutes here. But Nicholas, one, because there are FBI members that have changed their Facebook photos to James Comey, and I think that shows somewhat some solidarity behind this guy, and because of McCabe's comments, could the firing of Comey escalate the Russia investigation, does it, does it help it or does it hurt it? You know what I mean? Does it impede it a bit or, or does it, you know, escalate the, uh, you know, to make it quicker? Um, and two, my fear is it's not Trump that's going to come down, but everyone around him, like, you know, Lewandowski, Manafort, whatever. You have one minute, I'll shut up because I fear Republicans <laughs> won't impeach this guy and I fear it's not him, but everyone around him that's going to go down. It's still going to be very difficult to get at all those people unless the Republicans in Congress uh, are a little more courageous than they are at the moment, Leslie. And they've shown uh, even McCain and Graham and so on seem to have rolled over on this. Uh, so it'll take a little while. 
Uh, I'll just leave you with a thought, though, which I think is uh, we need to talk about another time. I would rather have Trump, however flawed, however drunk, as it were, than uh, the sober uh, Mr. Pence. Uh, President Pence would frighten me even more than Trump. Trump is profoundly damaging the party he hijacked, the Republicans. And that would be, that's good for liberals and progressives in America, because it's all going to come unstuck at the midterms and at the next presidential election. If they manage to get rid of Trump and slip Pence in, then actually Pence may well win on some sort of sympathy vote, uh, in which case we've got the Republicans. He would then have two more terms he'd be able to serve, uh, which would be 10 years of Pence, which is, I would, you know, 10 years too many for me. Nicholas, always a pleasure to have you with us, buddy. Uh, you know how much we uh, love you, your writings, your book. Everybody check it out. Nicholas can be found his uh, writing as opinion editor of Newsweek at Newsweek.com. His uh, book, chat, you know, pick it up at either www.norton.com forward slash books or amazon.com. The Sphinx, Franklin Roosevelt, The Isolationist, and The Road to World War II. And follow him on Twitter at nwapshot, N-W-A-P-S-H-O-T-T. 